I don't want the message of this episode to be, you have to care about everything loudly and visibly at all times at the expense of your mental health. I also don't want it to be, it's okay to stop caring about important issues because they're making you feel difficult things. I was literally just pulling up your text. Aha! <laughs> oh my god, I also have... Well, I only have one beverage and one vape, so you put me to shame. <laughs> okay. With your, Do you want to tell the listeners what you sent me? Yes, I just sent Christina a picture of um, my preparation, which includes... Well, I couldn't send a picture of my phone, obviously. Um, water, coffee, <laughs> two vapes, and some paper to scribble my thoughts on. <laughs> yes. I'm set. <laughs> I'm also set. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. And my phone voice was requested for this. Welcome to Pickles and Vodka, where you're invited to dive into the murky waters of mental health with your co-hosts as they open up and get real. (laughs) I love it. And we want to credit our listener, Vicky, with that glorious tagline. Yes, that was our first listener submitted tagline. We love it. Yeah, if you have any ideas, we will read them, for better or for worse. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Possibly in a phone voice. (laughs) Yes, hopefully. Wait, what was the last part of it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) See, I told you to pull it up so we could be prepared, and then I didn't pull it up. And I'm like, wait a second, that was actually pretty profound. I want to read that again. Maybe not in a phone voice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Pickles and Vodka, where you're invited to dive into the murky waters of mental health with your co-hosts and their guests as they open up and get real. Oh, that's so good, Vicky. I know. It's what we try to do, at least. (laughs) Yeah. And this week is no exception. We're going to get super real on here because a lot has happened since we last recorded. Yeah. um, It's it's one of those times where you say that and I know it's true, but my mind just like so suddenly went blank. Like, what? Did I do things for a week? Yeah, the week's been kind of a blur. Oh, also, I'm Christina. Oh, yeah. I'm Lauren. (laughs) God. (laughs) <laughs> we were doing so well. I know. <laughs> I'm actually super prepared this week because it's my topic this week. We're going back mm-hmm. to taking turns picking topics. Did you introduce yourself yet? Yes, after you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's going great. <laughs> I thought I had enough coffee today. Maybe I had too much. That, Maybe that that's the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's my turn to pick the topic. We're going to be talking about kind of the other side to what we talked about last week, which was finding it hard to care about things. This week, we're going to kind of go in the opposite direction. And it was inspired by a voicemail we got from a listener. Oh, boy. (laughs) So that's my little teaser. Okay. (laughs) Um, But first... first. Housekeeping. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here you go. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know what that'll sound like in the final part. <laughs> Basically, because I take Pico's jingle collar off, then I had it nearby and I just grabbed it and rang it like I was, you know, in old school Catholic church where they ring the bells. I knew what you were doing, but in my headphones, it sounded like you were banging scraps of metal. <laughs> so we'll see. Oh, so as you can tell, y'all, my ADHD is really bad today probably because of the coffee. So Lauren, this whole week, I've been making a list of notes in my phone of random stuff random stuff to tell Lauren during housekeeping. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> See, mine has been absolutely terrible as well. I mean, assuming that it's a thing because I can never get my ass to get tested. And on the flip side, I've just been angry that work is so difficult for me <laughs> because I have to get through it. I do have a thought about that situation, though. That will come up later. Well, we'll save that. We have to stick to the outline. I know. <laughs> we are an outlined podcast now. Which I have not pulled up. <laughs> oh, my God. My <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. No, go ahead. <laughs> Start talking. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, you know how two weeks ago when you were explaining how exponential growth works to me? Yes. And I was saying that if one person every week told a friend about our podcast, then we could grow quadruple. And you were like, that's not how exponential growth works. But in my mind, the person that you tell tells a person, and then that person tells a person. And if that person tells the person, couldn't we like grow four times if all that happened? We would, but it sounded like the way you were saying it is like every time the person that got told just tells another person and we don't have the ones that already know telling. Because you said like, <laughs> if 10 people tell someone, then in four months, they could have told 40 people. Listen, like, I say a lot of things on this podcast. <laughs> you tell one person a month. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I said, but I thought about it and that's what I meant to say. So, okay, so you, you meant to say what I was explaining back to you. Exactly. I was listening to it Good. and I was like, we're both saying the same thing or we're both picturing the same thing. Yes, we both just, we're not explaining ourselves very well because we're not good at that part. But also speaking of that, y'all should tell a friend about our podcast this week. Yeah, even though we can't explain it to each other, we could grow exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> well, and those are the the metrics, if you will, that really matter, but mm -hmm. they're the metrics that don't show up in our analytics. You know, we're never going to necessarily see the results of this, maybe for a while, but I feel like when you tell someone by word of mouth, there's a greater like chance that they'll actually listen because they know you and exactly. they trust you. Yes. <laughs> and so like that, even if we only get a few people that way, those few people are probably going to be more interested than if you mm -hmm. see like a video on Instagram and you're like, oh, they're funny. And then you never listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like bookmarking that. Oops. <laughs> That's all the housekeeping I have. And I don't think I really had any. I was just ready to get into some where you at. <sighs> where are we at? Great segue, Lauren. <laughs> um, so... Yes, uh, yesterday, <laughs> last week, I was talking about how upset I was feeling about everything going on in the world right now, especially with Palestine. So um, this week, actually yesterday, the reason we're recording this on a Sunday instead of our usual Saturday is because I went to D.C. yesterday. Oh. And I marched on the White House with 30,000 people. Future Christina here. The latest number released of people who attended that march is actually now 300,000. So a lot more than I initially thought. Well, hell, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to hear more about it, um, you can go to my personal Instagram at XTinaJumper. I post a lot more stuff. I don't want to like... I I've said what I needed to say last week, I think. And we'll get more into it later today. But I just wanted to say... It was so beautiful to see so many people come together from so many different faiths and cultures and ages. Like, we shut down the whole city, basically, or, you know, the whole street all wow. day. It was just so, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting maybe more, con like, more altercations, but there were none. It okay. was just, everyone was so nice, and we all wanted the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and 
Like, I had been feeling really crazy the last few weeks because I felt like no one else really cared as much mm-hmm. as I do or, like, see the things that I saw. And that kind of ties into what we'll be talking about today, just the concept of, like, caring about things. And so it was really amazing to just go and kind of be validated like yes there are lots of other people who care about this and it's a really powerful thing when people come together to let their voice be heard like collectively i mean i know there's a few things uh, a few events like that that i have wanted to go to in the past and it's probably been years ago at this point so i can't like think of what specifically but yeah i always just i wanted to see what the experience was like and I think that could be a really powerful thing. It always sounded, yeah, amazing. It was so, I got chills during so many times. I went with a few people from my local queer support group. I had reached out seeing if anyone wanted to go, and a group of them were going to be driving. And so they let us, uh, me and my sister, tag along with them. And it was just, it was my first time doing anything like that. And I did have a lot of anxiety. Yeah, as would I. (laughs) Bordering on fear. Uh Uh-huh. And it was like very mentally and physically draining, as you can imagine, but it was worth it. And it was, it just felt good to do something. Yeah. Uh, I think it was good on a very, very micro scale. It was good for my mental health. Yeah. I mean, I could tell from, you know, our last episode as well as the one that just did not work out and you never will hear that it was. (laughs) That you just, you needed to feel like you were doing something. I could feel like that was part of what was really weighing on you, in addition to, obviously, the terrible things that we're all seeing. Yeah. So I also quit my therapist, officially. Okay. This week. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring that up is, well, because we're in the personal update segment. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's relevant. (laughs) Also, because, like, one of the things that she did tell me time and time again was that I do a lot more than I realize. I just don't really own it. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, I felt like I really owned it. Like, for the first time, I showed up and I wasn't afraid of of letting my voice be heard. I was afraid for other reasons, but I wasn't afraid (laughs) to just show up and use my voice. And I feel good about that. And also my cat's feeling better this week. Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah. she's feeling a lot better. So things are looking up. Um, The work isn't done yet. There's still a lot of terrible things happening. And like, I my mental health goes up and down all the time. Like Mm -hmm. this, you just happen to catch me in a rare, energetic mood. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, that's where I'm at. Lauren, where are you at? Where am I at? <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, I... I'll, Do you need me to about, give you prompts? No, I'll, I'll talk about the work stuff, because I know that kind of came up in yeah. that. Um, I mean, a good slash meh sort of thing is... We'll um, take it. Right. <laughs> is that my boss was leaving for the day he had to travel to Chicago and for whatever reason, like, he's going to be gone all day. He came into work for, like, half an hour. I'm like, okay, whatever. All right. <laughs> yeah, but... Show but, your face around the office. I know. I'm here for making a difference. <laughs> but um, before he was leaving, he's just letting everybody know, you know, like, hey, I'm off. I'm going. And he comes into my office and says so. And then he says, you know, something that was like, hey, you know, I've been talking to... That's, you know, the, the other woman. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I think I bleeped out her name last time. That's... So you should probably say, like, the blank. 
Or, or you can bleep out her name again. I okay. mean, <laughs> cool, cool. I, I just kind of described who she is. The, the one that... The, the office came, manager. Yeah, the, the one... No, no. The office manager is great. This oh. is the one that came in temporary when I was gone and suddenly <gasps> became, you know, like the goddess of accounting, according to my boss. And okay, okay. we all answered her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made that distinction. But anyway, so that's what he said, you know, like, oh, you know, like I've been talking to her and she's been really happy with your work and you've been doing really well and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, that's good because that's better than being told, like, if you guys don't, guys don't get along, I'm just going to fire you. Just what I was told yeah. before. But it still did just kind of, you know, like rub me a little the wrong way or I was just like, OK, so, yeah, great. She is the end all be all on my performance now. Cool. Yeah, so like she took you out of time out now, so you should be grateful. Yes, that's what it felt like. <laughs> I'm starting to kind of wonder about her. I feel like it might be her problem. No shit. I mean, yeah, obviously, but I mean, because on top of it, because her and I talk about accounting stuff, we, we have a regular meeting once a week, and now at least twice that I can think of, she's brought up something. Like, oh, I need, you know, so-and-so in the office to fix this transaction in our computer system. And I've emailed them a couple times and they haven't responded to me. Maybe they just don't like me. And she said that about people twice as just kind of like a little like throwaway thing. And I'm just kind of like, oh, so are you just ultra paranoid or is that just kind of your throwaway line and your boss took it or my boss took it about me as like she's a problem when she just kind of says that without meaning it you know what i hear when you say that is a person who is very insecure mm -hmm. and who lets it interfere with her professional life and mm -hmm. you know i don't want to what's the word not i don't want to gossip about anyone especially someone's mental health but like that that's pretty telling yeah it's pretty telling it wasn't like I'm taking that against her so much because, yeah, we all have our hangups and stuff, but it was more like I recognize that for what it is and it sounds like maybe my boss didn't and just thought that yeah. meant like Lauren's causing trouble. It's like, no, it's just kind of her own insecurities coming out. How did that make <laughs> you feel when you realized that? Um, like, do you know. feel any sort of validation or closure or like at least like, okay. Yeah, I guess internally, like, I feel like it doesn't help me with my job because... My boss isn't going to understand that. Yeah, <laughs> but it could be an explanation. Yeah, like it, it, it did like kind of settle me a little bit there thinking like, okay, sh this might be a her problem. But this does lead to my other thought I've been thinking recently because I had been super nervous and it helps a little to know that now they're saying good things about me. But I've been super nervous thinking like, it's the end of the year. We have end of the year evaluations. Those usually start beginning of December. What's that going to be like? And honestly, I don't know what I'll, I'll say. Maybe I'll try and if I write something out, I'll try and run it by here first. But assuming it's going to be like last time where our boss sends us all out just kind of like a questionnaire. He kind of wants to get like your self-evaluation first, <laughs> which... Last year, I had that exact um, <laughs> reaction to that. Like, can't Wait, you just last year, didn't you say you were going to try to write a good self-evaluation and you said you would update us on how it went? I don't think you ever did update us. Oh. But you were struggling with it. Yeah. 
I would say it went pretty well. I was in, in the middle of percentage for, for raises that year. Some people got less than me, some got more. And I think I got like the, he sets a, a goal bonus to work for. And I think I got like 90 or 95% of that goal. So God, that that's pretty good. So, that's <laughs> so much pressure. It's just such a rat race. But this year, if there's something like that, I am thinking of, you know, answering these specific questions and then at the end, pretty much just saying as much as I'm willing to, that's like, you know, that I want to keep my private life private and I'm not going to like go into specifics, but just, you know, it's kind of amazing that I was able to perform at all during the first half of this year. And yeah, like you don't know what I was going through and how difficult it was just to put in the normal amount of work that can be expected. Like that was like 10 times as much effort, I imagine, for me at that point. Yeah. And you should just <laughs> like, I don't know, have some I'm, I'm appreciation. The word. Appreciation. Yes. Like appreciate that I was able to like continue to show up and do that much for you guys. I feel like some secondhand empowerment hearing you say that because mm -hmm. I don't know if you would have been able to even describe to me all of the ways that you went above and beyond at work. Like before you went into treatment, you were doing all that stuff while barely functioning. But I don't know if you would have seen yourself as going above and beyond or even performing like a feat. Probably not, because even as I say that now, I can hear the voice in the back of my head that's also like, really, aren't you kind of exaggerating and making a no, big deal out of nothing? No, <laughs> You know what you need to do with that voice? <laughs> you need to throw it in the closet and shut the door. Hmm. Voice? Go in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that needs to be closeted. It's just going to have to stay there. But yeah, that's. I think you should absolutely do that. I think it would be really cathartic for you and maybe even good for him like maybe he doesn't really think about that let's you know assuming we're giving him the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. he might not even realize like no. what a big deal it was well probably not because i i don't know the only person that i know knows anything for sure is that i did tell our office manager hr person whatever that it was a mental health related issue okay and that I mainly said, because I, I hoped that would explain why I'm like, I can't really give you a timetable. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it works fast or it works slow. You can't really like, you can't know going in. This seems like a good moment to tell people that, or rather remind people that they really don't owe their bosses any explanation if you do have to take time off for your mental health. Yeah. which we both, Lauren and I both have done, mm -hmm. like legally, you don't have to tell them. Yeah. And I, I will say like when I was doing it, then, then he was good about that. Like did not press, ask me like, what do you want people to know? When do you want to tell them? I, you know. Yeah. None of my bosses have had problems with it either. It's like if your boss is a, like a halfway decent person, they'll realize also they need to cover their own asses. But yeah, <laughs> you can hope that some compassion is involved. But yeah, I just, you know, was like thinking about it and like worried that like my performance wasn't going to be seen as as good and it was going to reflect in, in my recognition and compensation and stuff this year. And I was like, you know, I should point out that technically I was probably working two to three times as hard as everybody else in the beginning of this year and really busting my butt to get back to where I was 
<laughs> before I left when I got back. Like, neither yeah. of those things are easy. No. And I would even go a step further to say that you have always probably done that in some way, shape, or form. Just like feeling like I feel like you have higher standards yes, in the workplace than most people sure. you're a perfectionist we've talked about it on the podcast before um do you feel like you're taking a step back now and you're realizing oh this doesn't matter as much like I, it's not worth pushing myself this much um that's a harder one I think to, <laughs> to come to terms with I mean we don't have to get into it now yeah. I'm just I'm really proud of you because I see the growth happening and like we said last week you are changing Aww. every <laughs> week you are changing you might not true. realize it. <laughs> that goes for you too, listener. Yeah. So that's that's the main thing this week, I think. So let's hear where you're at. I already told you. Oh, sorry. It's ah! okay. No. We're screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, we can get into our topic now. Yeah. <laughs> which does tie into the where where I was at. Um, mm-hmm. So like I said, we're going to be talking about the concept of caring this week. Okay. One thing I wanted to make a disclaimer about before I get started, because a lot of people have been talking about these concepts on social media lately, like the concept of self-care and also the concept of getting outside your comfort zone and being loud and public about the things you care about. There's been people Mm -hmm. who who say you have to do that. There's been people who say, you you know, it's okay to step back and take care of yourself. You've heard arguments for both sides. And so I want to kind of talk about the middle ground with that. Okay. Um, I don't want the message of this episode to be you have to care about everything loudly and visibly at all times at the expense of your mental health. I also don't want it to be it's okay to stop caring about important issues because they're making you feel difficult things. Fair enough. I want us to kind of find the balance and talk about our experiences and like how you can make a change while you're also taking care of yourself. I think it's absolutely possible. Mm -hmm. And it all starts with a voicemail from Orion. All right. So I didn't really know what to talk about a few days ago. Like I was kind of thinking about this, writing about it in my journal, but I didn't really have a cohesive outline. And then Orion sent us this voicemail on our Instagram and it kind of all tied everything together. So awesome. I'm going to play it now. Any minute now. (laughs) He's in the green room getting ready. Yep. (laughs) Eating macaroni and cheese. What? It's the only time that I was in an actual green room. You were eating macaroni and cheese? (laughs) Yes. In the green room? Well, that's what they had. They had some food and some drinks for us. Wait, this is not... (laughs) Did I drop the wrong file? No. I did. See, even when I think I'm prepared, I'm not. (laughs) Something always happens to throw things off. Vape break! Woohoo! perfect vape we're still out there we're still out here okay i'm almost hesitant to try playing this one in case it's the wrong file let's try it i don't know how relatable this is i'm just so bothered and upset by everything today and in the last few days i just i'm so bothered and upset by so many things like everything in the world and i realize it's so easy to either just get upset about everything or to just care about nothing and i don't know is there a normal balance between the two or are we all just having to choose what to be upset about all the time my coworker like doing something upsetting to me at work is not as bad as war but because i'm upset about the war just everything is so much harder to deal with 
and I just want to like turn all of my feelings off altogether instead of sorting them out because it really hurts to have feelings and it hurts to be a feeling caring person in the world because you just got to care about everything and I just I want to say I don't care I wish I didn't care but I hate that people don't care it really seems like sometimes we live in a world where nobody cares but Maybe we all do care and we just have to go around pretending like we don't. Like maybe that person you think doesn't give a shit actually does care and they just can't show it because if they do, it, it'll just come out of them. It just hurts so bad because you can't care about one thing without caring about everything. And I don't know, we got to protect ourselves somehow. But I, I do care. I care about a lot of things, but I just have to pretend like I don't because it hurts. It hurts a lot. I'm just repeating myself now, but it's all I can think about. Uh, this is unprompted, um, but I'm sure that you care about something, and it's hard. It's hard to care, but we, we do. I know we do. I care about, like, all of the big things that are out of my control, but the little things are also out of my control, and I just, we can let things go. We, do, we can do what we can, and we can let the rest go, um, but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I just want to acknowledge that for anybody who's feeling like it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. That's how it is. Okay. So that's a lot. Mm -hmm. It does bring up a lot of really interesting discussions that we could have, like caring too much versus not caring enough, picking and choosing between things to care about. Like, yeah. I feel like I've had to do that lately and I hate that I have to do that. What are your thoughts? I heard you taking notes. Yes. Um, I think on that I wrote because I'm not sure what I want to say about it, but I scribbled this down with a question mark. I said, it's okay to care about little things. Yeah. Because I think that's what struck me with the idea of, yeah, like picking and choosing. And I can see where it could feel like, well, I only have so much energy to care about things, so I have to focus on the big important things, the most important things. Mm -hmm. And like some of the little things could be like what's within your control yes. to do something about. Yes, exactly. And what is in someone's control? Like, I don't expect everyone to be able to go to a national march you know, for the causes they believe in. Like, I just happen to live three hours from DC. Like, it's right. a privilege <laughs> that I have. And I personally felt like I was physically and mentally able to go. And so I went. But like, there's so many other little things that I can do. And not even for the cause, but for myself. Like, mm -hmm. I can't help with any cause if I'm not taking care of myself. We've said this time and time again. It's still a hard pill to swallow. Exactly. I mean, if there's one takeaway <laughs> I want this episode to have, it's that like, you need to recognize that you have sometimes done all that you can. And the only thing you can do is take care of yourself so that you can continue to deal with bigger things that might come up in the future. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Totally. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a point we've made a few times in recent episodes. And we'll keep making it. Like, yeah. I need to hear this stuff every week because, like, I have noticed my mental health has been, like, I have not been taking care of myself as my sense of, like, humanitarian activism, I guess, has gotten stronger and my outrage over this has, like, gotten stronger. I have less energy to do things like feed myself 
or get enough sleep. Like I have not, I looked at my sleep patterns for the last two years, Lauren, my average amount of hours is five and a half per night. That sounds like me. Actually, maybe we need to learn something about this. Like, yeah, I would say for myself, at least I have not been able to show up and take like care. I haven't been able to care about bigger things because I'm not taking care of myself. Yeah. Like I just haven't. Obviously, I would agree with that as well with how how my last year and a half or so has gone. But I wouldn't fault (laughs) us for that because maybe we weren't ready. Like we were still in such a dire place with our mental health and in some cases our physical health like we just we needed to deal with our shit first yeah and that's kind of one of the things that comes up that is tough to like convince yourself to make that move to like better your mental health is realizing oh i can't apply myself to things in life like I would want to because I am not well right now. Exactly. And that's all I can deal with. (laughs) And even if the only thing you're able to do is admit that you're not well, that can take a huge amount of maybe guilt off. Like, oh, I'm not well. Of course, like you wouldn't want a bunch of sick people to show up for a protest. Well, maybe you would. It depends on the protest. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, like, think of when you were at like the worst point in your alcoholism and your eating disorder. Like, take you there and put that person at that protest. How effective would they have been? <laughs> None. I would have exactly. I probably would have been in an alley, like, mm-hmm. numbing myself. <laughs> Exactly. And maybe, like, maybe I would have, like, sometimes I would kind of let myself be on the outskirts of causes. Like, I would okay. kind of let myself dip a toe in and see how it is. Like, I would maybe talk to people about their experiences, but then I wouldn't do anything. I would just say, okay, I, I thought about it. That's good enough for today. And then I would get drunk. But, like, of course I did. I was sick. Like, the fact that mm-hmm. I even did what I could, that I even, like, expressed interest in things outside of my experiences is like huge it's kind of like you saying when you were sick at work you were still going above and beyond like i think we are doing more than like that's the thing listener if you think you're not doing anything the fact that you're thinking that you're not doing anything means that you your heart is in it oh i think that's a great point that brings me (laughs) to this is a perfect segue for a post i wanted to read this is from Ahmad Deeb. He is a counselor and training psychologist and spiritual leader. He's a Muslim and he posted something about self-care for Muslims in this time. But I wanted to share who he is because I think it's important to share voices that are actually like in it, you know? Okay, so mm-hmm. he says in this post, to those feeling guilty for engaging in any type of self-care, smiling, laughing, etc., in a time like this. First of all, this is a sign of a functioning heart. It means you care deeply about the suffering of others. That is beautiful. Second of all, don't let that paralyze you. Instead, turn that guilt into gratitude. And he says to God, but you could, you know, insert to whatever. Turn that guilt into gratitude for granting you safe and happy conditions. Respond not with desperation or self-shame while continuing to do the amazing work you're doing within your capacity for Palestine. He actually says respond with shukr, not desperation or self-shame, but I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Listener, if you know what that means, educate yeah, me. I don't either. But I should I'd have like looked that up before <laughs> I read this. 
Um, Future Christina again. I looked up the word shukr, and it means thankfulness, gratitude, or acknowledgement by humans. Another definition is to recognize a blessing and display it. So, yes, that is the Arabic term, denoting thankfulness. The third point he makes is you're human. To be human is to both cry and smile, to listen to one's emotions and experience them. You can fight for humanity without neglecting your own. And remember, burnout doesn't help the cause. Take care of yourself. I just thought that was beautiful. And if you read through the comments, it's just full of people who are saying like, I needed this so badly. Like my mental health has been so bad. I haven't been eating. I haven't been sleeping. Mm -hmm. Um, And this goes with any crisis in history, which I feel like we've dealt, we've been dealt a few of those in the last few years. Like we're only three years out from COVID. Right. (laughs) I was just talking to the people I went to the protest with yesterday, like all of the crazy stuff that's happened in the last few years. It's not over yet. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And like, of course, we don't stop to think about how we can be taking care of ourselves because it seems so insignificant. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I do not necessarily, like, I I hear that a lot. People just saying like, oh, everything just keeps getting worse. The world just keeps getting worse. I don't know if I believe that. I believe that we just keep getting more aware because we have more ways to connect and social media and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, that's a good point. at the same time, though, I do believe that, like, the next awful thing is constantly around the corner. Like, we don't stop messing up. We don't stop being terrible and having awful things happen. So I think your point is still valid. I'm just not sure. I believe, like, the world is just going straight to hell. No, I totally (laughs) agree with you. I, I was just talking to Brett last night how, like, Every generation thinks their generation is dealing with the biggest crisis. Mm-hmm. Good point. And it's all <laughs> subjective. And I urge everyone to study history. It will give you yes. it will give you so much of a perspective. It'll make you feel like less alone and maybe even like incredibly depressed, yes, because history repeats yeah. itself. But it also kind of makes right. you feel hopeful that things can turn around. So slightly related, basically just because this is on my mind because it came up yesterday. And I am still sort of like weighing against myself, like, should I have said this or shouldn't I have? I didn't say anything because I don't think that my point would have been made to anyone because of the audience. But it was Hmm. just it was a friend on Facebook who always takes every chance to post like anything anti-religious. And, you know, I got to take that with a grain of salt, like. Yeah, you're not wrong. But <laughs> sometimes it just feels like you want this to be your scapegoat for everything. No, listen, I'm and an atheist. I've been tempted to be that person. Basically, what I was really tempted to say, just knowing that it probably was the wrong audience and was not going to be helpful at all, and I was just going to take a lot of shit and no one would understand my point, was something uh, about... Um, like. If people say happy holidays, that doesn't mean that it's a war on Christmas. Like you all have to think about that and and think about like how many different like holidays are celebrated during this time and stop taking it like it's an attack on you. That's not wrong. But (laughs) but what what I wanted to respond to say, what I felt like the bigger point that should have been made is saying, I have lived in many different places in the U.S. 
And I have heard people get up in arms saying, you know, like, happy holidays is a war on Christmas versus I've heard people saying, don't say Merry Christmas to me because maybe I don't celebrate it. So I've heard people be angry on both sides. Yeah. And I, all I wanted to say is like, if someone is saying happy holidays to you, they don't know what you celebrate and they are trying to be nice. Yes. If someone is saying Merry Christmas to you, it's because it's the Christmas season to them and they are trying to be nice. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Neither one is a war on anyone else. It is someone trying to be nice. That actually <laughs> is a really great example, I think, of an issue that maybe is maybe it is an issue to you. All right. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a really important issue to you. But maybe that's not the issue you should be focusing on. Like, yeah, we're talking I, about picking and choosing issues. I think it's so important, yeah, to take a step back and think about the intentions of the people who are wishing you, like, happy holidays or Merry Christmas and, and ask yourself, is this really worth me expending my precious energy and putting maybe more negative energy into the universe, you know, if you believe in that stuff, like, into this? When there's so many Mm -hmm. other issues to believe about, uh, not to believe, there's so many other issues to care about. And also, maybe there's issues inside you that you need to take care of. Yeah. And and that one in particular, I'd I'd say if it's something you feel about, maybe try and look at it and pick your battles there. Because I'm thinking of someone like if if you say happy holidays to someone and they respond really pointedly like Merry Christmas, Uh then it's like, okay, obviously they have an issue. But if unprompted somebody that you're checking out at the gas station just says Merry Christmas, then you don't have to be like, I don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) They were just trying to be nice. One thing, uh, I have an example for this, actually, of an issue that used to be really uh, a point of contention for me. And now I kind of let it float past. Mm -hmm. Um, When my parents pray at dinner, Mm -hmm. I used to get really offended by it. And um, make a big deal out of like keeping my eyes open and like, you know, like uh-huh. childish shit. <laughs> yeah. We've all done it. If we come from a religious family, we go back home and they like, I don't know. You find childish ways to rebel even at 31 years old. But yep. I recently realized like that's what they believe. I'm in their house. I'm not going to make them respect my views anymore by sighing loudly during the prayer. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do you have any examples of like picking and choosing things that you care about? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know offhand. Sorry. Or what about this? <laughs> what about this? Do you think that more people care than don't care and they are just being quiet about it? Like Orion said, what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, I, I believe for me, yes, because I mean, like the example I just gave, I thought of, I would just felt like it was a very like well thought out argument and I wasn't calling anybody out, but I was just kind of like, I know what the audience is. They're not going to hear it. They're all going to jump on me and be like, you're stupid. You're like, well, yeah, there was that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like I don't say a lot of things because of that. Just knowing like, it's not going to get through to anyone. Yeah. So it sounds like, yeah, you do a kind of assume that people don't care or they're not going to agree with you or they're going to they're going to care about different things than you care about. Mm-hmm. Or at, at least, yeah, depending, depending on my audience, I think is a yeah. big one. I think <laughs> honestly, we could have this conversation all day because you could have evidence for either side, right? Like during the march in DC, I had evidence that a lot more people cared than I thought. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. you could go to any Western mainstream news channel and see evidence <laughs> right. for the opposite. It's like, 
I think you have to look at the people in your circle and the people in within your reach. Because those are the people that affect you the most. Like, start small. Mm -hmm. um, surround yourself with people who do care about similar things. I think that's been really, really healing for me. And... A lot of things that we've talked about in the past, I know, keep coming up with this conversation because I remember maybe like a year or so ago, it was after Roe versus Wade mm. got repealed. Yeah. And how, um, why are words failing me? <laughs> Pro-choice. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> it was where they gave suggestions for discussing this with your family who may not agree. Oh, yeah. And they're... And that their number one thing was saying, like, you know, if you're not prepared to, like, get in a big argument or anything like that, and people say something that you don't agree with, all you have to do is just say, I disagree. Yes. You don't have to tell them why. You don't have to anything. Just like, thank you. I disagree. That counts as self-care. And that also counts as... I Yeah, because I just remember hearing that and thinking, like, that would make me feel good. Yeah. Times when I know, like, I don't want to have this stupid argument, but I don't want you to think I'm agreeing with you by silence. Exactly. You're defending your point of view without stirring up shit. And yeah, yeah you're not, you know, possibly enabling misinformation or vitriol, whatever. You're just taking your stance and respectfully declining to instigate it. And I, I think that's, that is self-care sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> oh, I'm really happy that Orion sent in that voicemail and that we had this conversation. Listeners, if you have any thoughts about this at all, please send in your thoughts or you can send them as a direct message on our Instagram. We'll give out the socials later in a second, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can comment. You can send in a voicemail. We love hearing your thoughts, and we will share them on the podcast with your permission. So you're picking the topic next week. Yes. Is there any question you want to pose to listeners now that might help you with that? You might not even know what you want to talk about. <laughs> say, other than what's something that you want to hear us talk about? Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes, like, I feel like some of our best episodes have been more organic, where we kind of start with a comment or mm -hmm. a, something that's been on our minds and we elaborate. So we do look at your comments, like, throughout the week, and we've gotten some really great episode ideas from them. So, yeah, we don't always have a plan, and we love ideas. Yeah, and I would say even, like, don't worry if, like, you just had a thought that you want to hear us talk about, and you're like, oh, I don't think that that would be a whole topic... I mean, you don't know what anything is going to spark in our weirdo brains. Yes. I'll take something and run with it. Exactly. <laughs> if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. And the thing that you think no one really cares about might be the thing that reaches a lot of people. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, dun. that's been our experience. I feel like we've talked about things and suddenly gotten so many responses like, thank you for talking about this. Like, really? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, get in touch. Uh, we'll see you next week. And Lauren, do you want to hit us with the social media plugs? I do. <laughs> <laughs> also, please let me know if you don't want to do this every week. <laughs> I just get such a huge kick out of it. <laughs> okay. You can find us on social media in a variety of different ways. There is at Pickles and Vodka on Instagram. There's also Pickles and Vodka podcast at gmail.com. Also, I had that wrong. It's at Pickles and Vodka podcast on Instagram as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> You can find us on our Facebook. Look up Pickles and Vodka, a mental health podcast. 
And you can also find us on YouTube at Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you would like to message any of us individually, then try both of our Instagrams. We are at Xdina Jumper or at Pico Suave, P-I-C-O-S-A-U-V-E. Thank you. Join us next week. <laughs> Enjoy us next week. I said join us next week, but also enjoy us. <laughs> that sounds a little more um, assertive. Enjoy us. It's like you were saying we need to discover more guests. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Enjoy us and join us next week. Until then, stay safe and as sane as you want to. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>